uh, say for example, um, Rachel Dolezal. We haven't heard shit from her. I bet she's building right now. I bet she's doing the work that she has to do for the retribution for pretending to be black, you know? And at the end of the day, what? She, she pretended to be black to be part of the NCAA. We're not going to get into it, but I feel like, I don't know. Maybe that's a good example. Maybe she's out here building. Did maybe you just say NAACP? NAACP. Yeah, oh, that's you how said said NCAA. Oh, did I? Oh, that's <laughs> lit. Oh, that's lit. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, I fucking love it. And I'm LP, and welcome to Boy Meets Bravo. Yay, episode three. Back again, back again. Yes. All right, so for our returning listeners, welcome back. Hope you've been enjoying what we have been uh, putting out so far. We've been having a really good time with this podcast. Um, For our first-time listeners, uh, we're going to give you a quick rundown of the show. So LP and I, we are Bravo superfans. For some frame of reference... Probably one of our biggest regrets is missing BravoCon in 2019. Does that sound about right? A hundred percent. I saw people uh, that we went to college with that were actually, in fact, at BravoCon. And I saw it via Instagram, messaged every single one of them and was like, you have no idea the depth of envy that I have right <laughs> now. Because like, but good to see you again. Yeah. Also, like, it's been a while. It's been a moment. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. I see you via Instagram every so often. Yes. I've never been more jealous, I don't yeah. think. And it was that like moment of a pause before we decided if we wanted to get a ticket and then the tickets were gone. Ah, heartbreak. Yes. So that's our biggest regret. But alternately, our biggest achievement probably to date is getting Dolores Catania from Real Housewives of New Jersey on a Zoom call with us for our friend's birthday back when quarantine started last spring. She very graciously, I think because she took pity on us, Amy being a nurse and everything and like stepped in and, 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 and did it up good for us. But like it, we, I have never been more impressed or proud like of something she, it was, first of all, I would like to like, in case on the off chance that Dolores Catania is ever listening to this, my God, God bless. Please. Uh, But like, it was probably the single coolest and most genuine and and heartfelt thing that like anyone could do for a total stranger yes. and like especially when you're on a show and you could totally ignore the request or be an asshole it was very kind yes she's really really down to earth and we stand for Dolores. um so we watch a lot of bravo uh, the the short of it is that um but alternately my fiance desmond does not watch a lot of bravo he was not on the bravo train until very recently when we talked him into um, starting a podcast with us. Um, and so every week we have him watch a little bit of Bravo and then we get his take on the show. How you doing, baby? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Well, how is everybody doing? Well, I think we know how you are, Brie. Yes. It's your birthday. Yay. Our little Capricorn baby here recording on our birthday. Yes, doing doing what we got to do today. But it's... It's been a nice little day. I'm in my um, early 30s, redacted age. <laughs> um, and so it's been nice to just kind of like chill today. I went to Costco. That uh, sounds like a birthday in your 30s. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just doing I'm just doing the damn thing. Well, 
Speaking of birthdays in your thirties, I've been I've been comparing uh, different shades of white for the inside of my home because <laughs> apparently that's what a color I'm going to paint it for right now, and uh, that's been I feel like the highest level of adulting. That and buying dining room chairs. Yes, uh, that was probably the most exciting thing to occur to me. <laughs> Desmond is shaking his head. I don't know that you're like, I, I don't think I ever expected to be so excited about home goods, but like there's something about turning 30, I think in your late 20s too, but like definitely when you hit 30, like you there's like a certain mm-hmm. level of satisfaction that happens when you buy like home decor and things like Christmas decorations. Yes. <laughs> I love an after Christmas sale in preparation <laughs> yeah. for next year. I bought a couple ornaments cause they were on sale and I was there, but like there's an odd, I never understood it. Why my mom had like huge plastic bins color coordinated for the mm-hmm. different holidays, green for Christmas, orange <laughs> for Halloween, like, and now I understand. Yes, that, I think, we understand and appreciate it. Yeah. Have you been nesting this week? Excuse me. What does that mean? So um, nesting is when you're just like getting ready for something. Like usually that is referred to pregnant women. They like are getting ready for their baby to come. But LP is like nesting for her new home. I've never heard that. <laughs> nesting. Yeah. Mm, it sounds like I'm just like resting in some lady's bosom. Oh God! <laughs> I, don't know. I can't understand that. Well, how are you, well, how have you been this week? Um, I've been good. Tired. I think I consumed more energy drinks this past week than humanly possible. I can confirm. I think I've had two energy drinks per day, so that's either a five-hour and a Red Bull, or a Red Bull and a Bang. Or two five hours, but well, you're busy. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm with the shits. Let's go. <laughs> shit, let's talk about these ladies. Okay. All right. Well, on today's episode, Desmond actually chose what we were gonna watch. We are gonna be talking today about the re- the ladies of the Real Housewives of Dallas. Let me st- let me let me jump in. Sure. The please. only reason I picked Dallas is because I used to be a fan of the Dallas Mavericks. Oh. Dirk Nowinski was like the great white hope of NBA, and he's no longer here with us. I mean, he's still alive. I was gonna say, did he? Yeah. Did he yeah. Did he I was like, what did now, I he miss? He retired a couple of years ago. Okay. So now I'm a home team guy. So I represent the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Hawks. But um, yeah. Understood. So, well, to our Dallas ladies respect to that level of scientific method i appreciate it so we we definitely are excited i'm personally kind of excited to jump in because i've never really actually been much of a dallas watcher it's been good to jump in we've got a lot to talk about there's a lot going on we've got a new housewife we've got some controversy right off the bat just two episodes just two episodes so yeah, I'm excited to explore it a little bit more. Yes. So I guess we'll jump into that next. Welcome back. This is uh, this is now, I think, Girl Meets Bravo also, because today we're talking about the Real Housewives of Dallas, and neither LP nor I have really been into Dallas since... Or ever? No, I haven't really. I watched a little bit last season. Um, I watched Leanne Locken's wedding to her husband, who has an eye patch, which I'm enthralled by. 
Um, I, that's a, I think that's the most patient man in America. Has to be. Has to be. I mean, whoever talks with that much movement and like with her face and her hands, it's, yeah. I mean, for having a lot of Botox, she is moving that <laughs> face in an unbelievable amount. It actually really is quite impressive. But so I watched that and I saw obviously the stuff from Thailand. And you said you watched like early episodes, right? Or early seasons of it. So. Yes. I watched like, the, I think I watched like the first two and maybe in a half seasons. Um, and then that's it. Like I didn't watch anything last season. Everything I've heard is just like what I've kind of figured out from social media and kind of piecing things together. Like some of the um, like controversy behind Brandy and why Leanne isn't on the show anymore. So yeah. this is like, a, a brand, yeah. So this is like a brand new show for me too. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could all jump in together. Yes. All right. Talk to us. What'd you think? Just generally first, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, this is your third Housewives franchise. Yeah. Right? So you got things to compare it to, but, like, what is your general stance? Um, that was a little messy. Like, it started off messy. Like, compared to, like, what I saw with um, Real, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, mm-hmm. where they gave us, like, that opening scene with, like, the Black Lives Matter and the Breonna Taylor. This one came out the gate letting you know what it was going to be about. Some shit. <laughs> there it's was controversy from the get with yeah. Brandy and her comments about trying her eyes yeah. and being squinty. Yeah. And I have my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. We gonna get there. That bitch. <laughs> that bitch. I guess should we start with the trigger warning? I mean, we do talk a fair about a, b- a bit about like race and cancel culture. So maybe if that's not your thing, this isn't your episode, but we do touch on that. A little bit because like it's a heavy topic during Dallas. Like yes. that's what the whole episode is about. So yes. we are diving in headfirst. Yes. So what do you think about the ladies of Dallas this season? It was a little bit of a shakeup from previous seasons. Um, usually I get on here and I freestyle about these hoes and um, excuse me, I say hoes respectively too. <laughs> just just so you ladies know, just from the background uh, I come from, I, I am a hip hop guy, so the music tends me to call you women hoes, but I am a feminist in my own rights. But this one's gonna be tough because all you hoes look the same. Let's go. Let's get to the the chick I really don't like. Um, this bitch had the nerve. Well, y'all know who I'm talking about, Brandy. Brandy Redman. I don't like her. She had the nerve to post some real racist shit about the Asian community, who I, I tend to, to fuck with in a in a heavy sense. And she had the nerve to come back and start crying, um, crying about it and asking for forgiveness. Every yeah. scene she was crying. She played the vic- I mean, she played the victim card hard when she could. In my mind, should have maybe played the listening card a little bit more. It just, I don't know. I feel all the things you're feeling about her, though. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't like her. Yeah. You know, all. she used to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Makes sense. This is not her not- first uh, reality show rodeo. She was on. Oh, um, she was that- on that. Shit that we watched in college yeah. all the time, like making a cheerleader uh-huh. or what I don't even actually know. That's not the name of the show, but yeah. it was on like CMT. Yeah. And we would watch it all the time. That is so funny. <laughs> who, who we got next? Oh, um who's this lady? Oh, jeez. She kinda gives me like uh like a B version of Nicole Kidman vibes. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Is it? That's Cameron Westcott. Cameron yeah. Westcott. That's um, 
Oh, get, get, remind me again. What she do? She well, she. I think we figured out that she comes from some money, but also she owns a dog food company. It's called. That is not where her money comes from. Though. No, I'm, no, I'm saying also like yeah. this is like it's her pet project. <laughs> like no, what, what's her storyline? Well, she had the. Um, we watched her have that garage sale. Oh, that bitch who made a killing. Like $20,000. Yo, shout out yeah. to her. She a hustler. Yeah. Jeez, selling a bed for six grand. Yeah. She had like an ostrich diaper bag. Yeah, it was nuts. So that's that's okay. who, that's how okay. you met our ripoff Nicole Kidman character. Yeah, we'll see where she goes. Okay. Um, There's this another chick. Uh, her eyebrows are kind of wild, but she looks like she has a lot of money. Which um, one is the point? The one, the one next to that little vampire right there. Her right here. Oh, my God. Uh, she does have a lot of money. That's Stephanie Holman. Stephanie. Give me her storyline. What's she do? Well, she's a housewife. <laughs> she is a housewife. Oh, okay. I'll she's from Oklahoma originally. She was like a social worker, and she married a very rich dude uh, who I think he sells gym equipment and some other things like fitness and wellness equipment. Mm. We, I was looking up, We were looking up their net worth last night while we were watching because – that's what you do. Why not? Why not? And uh, they're worth a hefty sum. I think it's at about fourteen million. They, they have money. Yeah. Give me, give me some. Uh, what'd she do in this episode? You know. Well, she is really good friends with Brandy, and so every time Brandy cried, oh, she was, she's the enabler. Fuck her. Yeah. yeah. She was the one telling telling Brandy, "Oh, girl, it's okay. You know, it's um, no, fuck that. No, I don't F- think that's exactly how Stephanie sounded, but I hear the that's how she sounded in my head. Shit." <laughs> Y'all remember peanuts when the teacher be talking and shit? Yeah. Sometimes these women start talking. That's how it sounds. Um, Understandable. Okay, so yeah, let's talk to let's talk about this vampire looking chick. The one, um, Deandra. 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 You could do your makeup a little better. Maybe it's just a picture that I'm looking at. But come on, sis. Well, so what's her storyline? She comes from old seeming money. Her mom come has has holds all the she, She's the one with the rich mom in the big ass house. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh! Shout out to moms. Like she is the the what you you uh you said she could be compared to who that Vanderpump uh, lady Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, she seems like the pimp of all pimps in Dallas. Yeah. I they, like her mom. When they showed us her house, I was like, wow, this seems like Villa Rosa to me because it was just a compound. Um, but yeah, she, she gives me LVP vibes. You know what? I might, I might end up liking her just because she's friends with uh, this next person who is my second favorite that I've seen on Bravo so far behind Jen Shaw. And, uh, this (laughs) is Tiffany. Dr. Moon. I love everything about Tiffany. I love her style. Um, I love how in each different scene she pulled up in a different car Mm -hmm. she pulled up to the fucking garage sale in a hard top ferrari convertible (laughs) whoa yes oh my gosh and then she pulled up in one scene in a motherfucking mercedes and then she can dress her ass off she has cute ass kids good looking husband a big ass house i like tiffany i think she's gonna be my favorite and she's a boss she's an anesthesiologist making a fucking doctor smart as she is making so much money i'm sure that yeah she's i think doing very well my first impression of newbie dr tiffany moon is very high um, besides the fact that she like gave everybody a tour of her house to show them how wonderful it is, I have mixed it's feelings. A castle. I know, I know. So, I have mixed. 
I'm getting there, everyone. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about this. Part of me is like, man, eh, it's a little tacky. And part of me is like, if I had her house, I would do that too. So I, I'm, I'm kind of. And let's not sell her short. She has earned it, right? Yeah. Like, she is. A, she. What did she say? She graduated from med school like 23. Oh my god! Yes. Started like, like, fat, finished her residency. Rap, like she, her resume is impressive. Impressive. And so, and with that comes, you know, a high annual salary so good for her yeah but you know what this episode took me on a roller coaster of emotions with tiffany i started out loving her and then once i saw how she started handling the situation with uh brandy i started to get a little worried i was like man this tiffany like is she she pussy like is she is she not gonna confront this lady and then you know once they all sat down and brandy started crying again like that bitch always does and uh tiffany was like you know we should talk later i was like okay i said tiffany i said where you going you might get me back yeah and then when i went outside and tiffany not only checked her she told her the reason why you know most people when they uh when most people get their feelings hurt about something they don't they don't explain why they just make it about you know i'm pissed off at you now let's argue and fight about it but what i liked about tiffany is she explained why that comment was insensitive and why it hurt her feelings because i i, I felt her when she said you know coming coming here as a kid people used to make fun of me and tease me about my accent about my the shape of my eyes and stuff like that because i've seen it you know so i felt her so I fuck with Tiffany. Yeah, I appreciated the way that she handled Brandy too. But I was with you. I was worried at first also because I was like, wait, why isn't she saying anything? Why is she just allowing Brandy to cry silently at the table and let everybody feel bad for her? But I'm glad that she took her aside and really, you know, told her what was up. All right. So next one, these women uh, is uh, this fake gangster uh, Ter- Teresita. <laughs> Carrie. Is that her name, the Mexican one? Yeah. yeah. Nah, I'm not feeling her so far. What did she do this episode? Honestly, Obviously, not a lot. Yeah. I was going to actually preface her by saying last and kind of least, because she really doesn't, I've never been that impressed. Like, I watched, again, this is new to me, but I watched last season, she was on, and I wasn't that impressed. I just, ugh. Yeah, it's funny because I heard... I learned more about her from how the other women talk about her versus what I saw of her in the episode. Like the, the women always say, Oh yeah, she's like, she was kind of like the fun police. She wants everybody to be having fun. If you're not having fun, she's going to like throw Push tequila down your throat. You. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Okay. I've seen, seen, yeah. You're I, kind of okay. Fun. I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. That's my style. That's yeah. what I do. She does love tequila and she's down for everybody to have a good time. Okay, That's what I can up. see. That K- what's her name? Carrie. Carrie, I'm gonna have to walk back my words. We'll okay. See. We'll see moving forward. What she has there? a jewelry line. That oh, I saw that. She was talking about. No, she was the first one to stand up and say we're going to go around the table. Hopefully, they made her do that because if she did that on her own, I don't like people who do that shit. Motherfucker, I'm not gonna go around the room and tell you some shit about me. That's mm-hmm. not what I do. Oh, but hopefully, they made her do it. But um, I'm well, not, I'm she end up was also her. a bit of an enabler. She was in the. She was in. The- oh, she was talking to Brandy, talking about yeah. you know if they don't want to give you a second chance. Okay, speaking of second chances, not everybody deserves a fucking second chance. Well, you know, we might get into that later. All right, this is a, uh, that gets all the hoes? Yeah, that's all, that's all that's the ladies. All the ladies. Like, damn it, I'm so sorry, women. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. I will not curse the rest of uh, Say something you love about women in order to, like, 
come yo, back from that. Y'all are, um, I, I feel like God's a woman only because of the organization skills that y'all have. <laughs> like, Brie will move some shit and it will piss me the fuck off. I'm like, she lost, she lost it. I'm like, Brie, where's, where is it? And she'll find it, so... That's good. That's not, I guess that's something good, my friend. All right. Okay. God is a woman. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We'll take that. Yeah. Oh, hold up. Shout out to Ariana. I love you. Um, question about another lady that we've met. Yeah, we got a we got a friend of. We got a friend of already showing up. Who is this woman? She keeps I, showing up with Cameron. I honestly don't know her. Name. I don't know her name either. But she's another redhead. Is she replacing oh. Brandy? <laughs> I know which one y'all talk about. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Can we can't okay, forget wait. about the pantry moment. They wanted to go compare uh, vagina lips. They did. Oh, they did. Anyway, I've never done this with my friends, and so I don't. Ever once. Ever once. Get out of here, y'all. Ladies don't ever compare vaginas. Not, not never once. once. Never once. What are we like? Fourteen years ish of friends. We've known each other for a long time, and I've never. Nope. I mean, I've seen you naked, sure, but not all that naked. Arby's. Oh, oh my gosh. That's what they were talking about, though. I literally, my jaw was dropped the whole time. I couldn't believe that we were going there on national television, that we were talking about. Episode one. Our loose hanging <laughs> vagina lips. And then willing to just go into an open doored pantry and show each other because we thought that they might look alike and then like rejoice over the fact that they did. I, that, I'll be honest, Desmond, I know you are new to the Bravo universe. They don't show pussies no, on you? No, no, that was- oh. This is not a thing. First. Right. That was a first. Yeah. <laughs> that show was wild. I, yeah, so. It was weird. I'm wondering oh. if this new redhead is like being set up to replace Brandy. Or, because she's been in every episode. I mean, there's only been two episodes, but I feel like she's been in almost every scene in every episode yeah. so far. Will one ginger survive? Will, I guess we should learn her name. I want to say Lori, but I also feel very confident that that's not. <laughs> I bet it's Sarah. Chris, you bet Sarah. I bet. These things. All right. So then you have picked a favorite so far. We have our favorites from Salt Lake. We got Jen. We have, you picked, who was your Atlanta favorite again? Um, Portia. Portia, there it yep, is. Portia. So who do you think? This one, Dallas. Uh, Tiffany. Dr. Moon, of course. Yup. Yeah. She's a boss. I'm into I'm into her. And I just love that there's like some more color now um, in this franchise. I finally, there's a little bit of like integration within the franchise. I mean, yeah. You had your independent like franchises where you had your typically black franchises mm -hmm. and white franchises. And now we finally have an Asian housewife. So hurrah for that. Yes. She's the first Asian housewife? She's the first, She's the first Asian housewife. Yeah. Damn, Mandy. Really? Pretty sure. There's another one. There will be another Asian housewife on Beverly Hills, but it just hasn't premiered yet. This is so sad we're talking like We'll sip on that later. Yes. Yeah, so when we come back, it is going to be tea time. It's tea time. What are we sipping on today? Well, a topic of conversation that just keeps coming up in the Bravo Nation is that of cancel culture. Yes. We've seen it across a few platforms, especially here in COVID times. I think they've done a lot of reassessing of their programming. But um, we saw it with the Vanderpump Rules team. There's a big purge there due to some of the things that they were doing to their 
coworkers and uh, things that they were posting, things that they were posting. We have also seen it like Leanne, obviously in Dallas didn't get her contract. I don't know what ex exactly what happened there. I don't know if she didn't get a contract renewed. Or... I don't, I, from what I hear, because again, I didn't watch it last season, but I saw the clip, the like, at least the one problematic clip where she's yelling about Carrie being an angry Mexican, right? Chirpy. Chirpy Mexican. Um, and so I'm assuming that, you know, that that was... She got a lot of backlash. She got a lot of backlash on social media. She got a lot of backlash in the reunion. I think there was just a lot of hatred coming her way that whether or not it was a mutual decision or not, it yeah. was just... Leanne Larkin will not return. So something that I learned recently, I was listening to, if I could plug another podcast, there is another Please. podcast that I love and it's called Know That. It's another Bravo podcast. They also do some like Bachelor um, breakdowns, but they I learned from them since I didn't watch last season that at the reunion last season, Brandy was giving Leanne a lot of shit about that comment and like wouldn't even sit on the same couch as her. Oh yeah. I and didn't see so that. high irony because at, even at that point, if she was giving her a hard time, she had already posted that video before. Right. So like, here's the timeline for those <laughs> tuning in. She posted the video on her timeline in 2017. Um, or Instagram stories immediately down, uh, deleted it apparently and apologized via Twitter and other platforms at that time for being disrespectful. And like, she was sorry, nonetheless, had her children in the video. Yeah. So then they showed the video on the episode. You saw it, right? Desmond, mm -hmm. what do you think? I was messy. You're too old to be doing that. Yo. Yeah. Like there's one thing to make a mistake when you're younger. Um, in regards to like a racial joke or even if you're stupid enough to still be making racial or homophobic jokes in this time period for you to post it is crazy to me yeah and for you to involve your children when you do it is crazy to me so i don't i don't um i don't sympathize with her i don't I don't approve of her crying in every scene. I don't, as as someone who's a person of color, I don't accept her apology, even though it probably wasn't towards me since I'm not Asian, but no, fuck that. Yeah. You're too old. It was, I think, particularly just disturbing because she did have her kids in the video with her. And so maybe we play a clip of the we'll cut it we'll put in a clip of the of the video but like she absolutely like sits there and makes fun of the shape of people's eyes and has both of her daughters like laughing along with her as if that it, making it seem as if that's obviously an acceptable like people's race race or ethnicity is something to be used as a punchline yeah or is a joke and like it's not even an original one, so try again. I don't yeah. know. I it's uh, that that's a good point. Mm -hmm. If it was funny, things would have been a, a whole lot different. People relate to jokes. Well, no doubt that like I'm a firm. I love stand up comedy. Stand up comedy is one of my favorite mediums out there. But and so no doubt that like comedy can be used to bridge gaps and racially. And like if you can make a joke about something, sometimes that makes up divides conquerable that otherwise wouldn't have been conquerable or people understand things that they wouldn't have otherwise understood. But like 
that's not it. That's not what we're, that's what not what we're talking about. It is, it's always about the messenger. Yeah. Who is coming from. That's you true. Putting your face on an Instagram story, mocking your eyes in a fake Asian accent with your two daughters in your privileged white Texan neighborhood. Yeah. And you're on television and you posted that. Like we talked about this. There are so many steps. Like there's so many cognitive steps that happen to post. And sure there are fewer and fewer of those as the days go by on social media. But like how many times do you post something? I, I like to post things that are funny, but like I, I'll have to sit there and be like, is this for the masses mm-hmm. or is this something that I just send a friend because it's not something I necessarily need to put out in the and it's not even in a racial right. sense, but it's just something that I think is funny and is is it worth just you know who needs to hear that like shut up keep it to yourself you're on you're on television so a question that i have is so like the way that brandy is um i guess reacting to the backlash that she's getting i can appreciate like i need you to feel bad i do need you to cry about feeling bad that you hurt that you were that you said something racist and that now people are pushing against you because of it. But a question that I have is like, why does what she did, like, why does she get to stay when other people in Bravo TV nation um, have had similar problematic instances where, whether they did something in particular that was racist or posted something that was racist and they're gone. Like they are Bravo canceled. So why does like why does Brandy get to stay? Mm, easy. Mexicans versus Asians. America doesn't give a fuck about um, Mexicans, obviously, as you can see from this current president. But the Asians are from from you know, from the rumors back in my day, they used to check white on the census. So the Asian the Asian uh, community is powerful. That's one thing that uh, Tiffany does address. What does she say? We are the uh, something minority, I think. And in the reference, basically being like, we're, we're you don't really mess. That we're not one you want to mess with because we don't really push back either. I guess I don't know. That was part of her messaging. Okay, she said it in one of her personals. <laughs> oh, I fucking love those personals. She yeah. has good in those personals. Yeah. So High pony work. I like it. So I wonder, like this whole idea of canceling is really inconsistent. So I, I, and I know that Stassi is like on like a rehab tour essentially, right. To try and like rehab her, her, um, what's it called? Her image. Yes. Like, like they, different people hire, I'm sure PR individuals to help them rehab their image a bit and like get, be able to make them palatable again with time to, to the American public and the Bravo universe as it may be. Um, but exactly like kind of what is, who, who, why does some people get a pass? Why do some get a pass and get to return and others don't? And, and what is that, cons- that tolerance level? And I mean, I have to assume on some real level, that it's has to do with you know you have different production companies that manage these different shows and they have different I assume people making decisions and that's probably the core of it but I don't know I don't know what it takes to survive uh, a cancer culture storm thank god and uh, here we are on a podcast it's like my worst fear like what if everyone hates us and like we say like i say, like, oh, <laughs> say there, something there's no like, doubt about there's no doubt doubt in my mind that one day i could get canceled right i say so i don't know hopefully i haven't been talking around a hot mic but 
or say if one of my friends that you know that I'm in a group chat with decides to turn on me, there's there's a lot of incriminating evidence in there. Gotta be careful who you I'm not the best of guys. Yeah, okay. But I'm a gentleman. He is a gentleman. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to the get that, and I don't think we'll ever know. I think that that's part of the cancel cancel culture hypocrisy to a degree. Yeah. Is like, I mean, I personally find cancel culture a little bit to be a little bit bogus, right? Like, I am of the mindset. I think that there are instances, yeah. no doubt, that people deserve to have their mm-hmm. income impacted, to have their whatever it is, and so therefore, if you stop buying their products or you boycott their business or whatever it is, more power to you. The power of consumerism is strong so use that but like i also don't like the idea of people being condemned indefinitely either it seems it's not the upbringing that i guess i came from and it just seems like everyone is fallible and to a degree is allowed some level of forgiveness obviously depends on what your sins are that is no doubt but like then again, you know, you have to deal with the repercussions of your actions. Sure. You know, I feel like, God forbid, something something comes out on me. I, I'm not going to be out here crying about it. I, I'm the one who fucked up. So you just got to live with it. Yeah. If you get canceled, who's to blame but yourself? You can't go cry and say, I can't believe these people are so mean to me. Nah, you did it. Yeah, it's just a lot more aggressive right now because uh, we know because of social media and other platforms that like <laughs> you get canceled and like the world seems like it's jumping down your throat, yeah. which it can the be internet a is lot. a scary place. Yeah, yeah, I don't think um, <clears throat> internet's scary. I don't think all these opinions should be out here. To be honest with you, I know everyone should have an opinion, but to to have to Say for some of these celebrities and some of these women that we're talking about on this show, for them to have to sit back and intake thousands upon thousands of tweets, whether it be positive or negative, I don't think that's healthy. So, like, God bless them. I hope they have a good, I, I hope all celebrities have a good uh, mental health coach because th- that the pressure from social media can be can be wild, I bet. For sure. God, God bless them. And I wonder, like, what level? I don't know. It's, it, we we can't answer these questions because I don't think that there's a standard to be measured against. But what, like, what level of redemption allows you then to be free of that? Mm. You know, what do you have to do then to then be, uh, I guess, a, a no longer a pariah of sorts? People want to have to just do better. Like, they just need to. They have to come to a place with themselves that like, listen, we are done watching you on TV, but why don't you just continue to like learn and be a better person? Just period. Like Stassi kind of, right? She hired a coach, I think, to like- I, which it's corny, right? But that's to your point. She did. She hired. So Desmond to catch you up. One of the women. Stassi sounds like she used to get pimped. Well, well, yeah, she was on Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, you sound like a pimple bull. Yeah, pimple bull. She was on Vanderpump Rules, and she got she got in hot water because of some. What did they like? Kind of frame one of their cast members. So she, so she, and another cast member, Kristen, they called the cops on a black cast member of theirs because there was like some something out there that like somebody was like wanted for like i don't know robbery not robbery but like stealing something right stealing something from someone anyway they say stassi and Kristen, that their black cast member fit the description and so they called the cops on their black cast member 
And turns out, obviously, that that had nothing to do with her. Was this cast member a man or a woman? A woman. A woman. She didn't beat her ass? No. Oh, she owes me five minutes. If, if I'm that woman, ain't no way. You call the cops on me and I know about it? Nah, you don't yeah. She follow. was the only black woman amongst an all-white cast yeah. for the most part, and she even had just a minor, tiny role. And so, I, like, she unfortunately didn't, like, have the strongest platform to stand on by herself, which I hate, but is mm-hmm. a... And they had issue with her. Like, there was drama with her on the show because she slept with one of the, one of the guys on the show right. or whatever, so they were all against her because of that. But the very bottom line is, like, you don't call the cops on Black people because you, like, think maybe that this could be the person that the cops are looking for, knowing knowing good and damn knowing well that they're good not. and well, it was not that. Yes. So, in the end, she ultimately, her penance of sorts was to hire a Black spurt trainer. She didn't, call, she didn't call Not it that. that. I made but. that word up because I love Amanda Seals, and so <laughs> I was referencing like, her like. um, Smart, Funny, and Black yes. shout-out podcast. Oh, yes. well. Anyways, she hired someone to kind of help rehab her uh, image a bit, but as well teach her about Black history, as if someone needs to know anything more than what is the most obvious to, like, refrain from being a total asshole. But beyond that, like, what is her, like, is that penance enough? I don't know. Like, uh, it's a weird line, and it's all part of the cancel culture topic. I don't know. Oh, no. I feel like maybe... You do have to you have to step away from the limelight a bit. You can't you can't make it seem like what you're doing is pandering, just like hiring a black spurt. I think that is nuts to me. What you do is you go away, you get your shit right and you come back. Uh, say, for example, um, Rachel Dolezal. We haven't heard shit from her. I bet she's building right now. I bet she's doing the work that she has to do for the retribution for pretending to be black, you know? And at the end of the day, what? She, she pretended to be black, be part of the NCAA. We're not going to get into it, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe that's a good example. Maybe she's out here building. Maybe just say NAACP? NAACP. Yeah, that's how we NCAA. Oh, did I? Oh, that's lit. Oh, that's lit. Nice, nice, nice. So because of all of these problematic situations that we are seeing in, in Bravo, Bravo's finally addressing these adversity issues that have have been around, but finally getting around to doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you were saying earlier, across the board, there has been like, you know, the, the franchises with all black casts versus the franchises with all white casts. Um, and it's slowly moving towards, and this is so like silly that we have to use this verb, but like integrating in the shows. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It feels a little like of a, like a sour curse word, but like it's but that's reality, what's happening. realistically what's happening. Yeah. And the, you know, you saw the single white, I'm going to use the term character because at the end of the day, this is a show and that's their people, but they're kind of characters. Sure. There was a single white uh, character on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Kim. You and But tr- for the most part, that's been a predominantly black cast the whole way through. Um, cast member is probably a better way to refer to it. They probably prefer me to say They're that. humans. They're humans. <laughs> um, same with Real Housewives of Potomac. You know, and then you had 
Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finally have a black woman, Garcelle. So excited. Oh, fancy. Yes. Heck yeah. I haven't seen any of that, but I like her. Yeah. They're going to be coming back, I hope, soon. I know we've got a couple of new housewives on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. we got uh, Kathy Hilton, Paris Hilton's mom, is on. So for reference point. Mm. Yeah. We have, as you know, Garcelle. She has Um, an interesting womb. What? Interesting womb? She has an interesting womb. Oh, because the pears came out of it? Yeah, her whole, her whole lineage. <laughs> the whole little wild, right? Am I, I guess she has her? an interesting womb. <laughs> 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 I have never what? heard anyone. Oh, okay. Okay, um, so you're right. So um, remember Real Housewives of Miami? I heard rumor mill is that there is a franchise returning and that it might be the late i don't know if it's all the same ladies in miami but miami returning so we did have a latin yeah that one was i mean at the very beginning when when miami was out that was like the most diverse one because there were some latin women on there yeah um we've got a couple of franchises of southern charm of what desmond calls sweet heat a sweet heat which one what they do on that show i forgot what do they do? They're basically just rich Southern preps for the most part. The South Carolina one, the Charleston one, for sure. Yeah, I think that's the one I saw. Yeah. yeah. They, they did have the New Orleans one where there we was... We saw that one. Yeah, a, a, a black couple or a couple black... It was honestly mostly... It was predominantly black except for like one white couple. Right. And that was the one that you that you saw the first time. Yeah, you know, that is crazy. There's a lot... There's a lot of white people in Bravo. Yes, there, there are. are. I mean, Southern Charm and Charleston, we have Leva now, who I believe is of Persian descent. And um, her family is Persian. Her husband is black. And so that is adding a little bit of color to that cast. Yeah. But yeah, predominantly, historically, that's why like it's become a thing, which is ridiculous that in 2020, I would like to think that Bravo has been pretty progressive, especially on a lot of platforms for the LGBTQ community. For sure. Um, And so it just kind of is a little bit funny. What did you just say? LGBTQIA. IA. Oh my God. He was correcting you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for waking me up even. Desmond is an ally for real. Yeah. So. Um, but they, you know, they've been pretty progressive on, I think, a lot of platforms. So it's just kind of surprising that it's taken so long for that to be the case, but I don't know. Maybe they're just unfortunately reflecting America in a lot of ways. I mean, honestly, I mean, are we glad that it's happening? Is it too little, too late? Um, I, I personally, I don't think it's ever too little, too late. It can't be, right? You know, right? You're doing it, but like, is it just? It's just surprising, I think, nonetheless, that here we are finally in twenty the 2020-2021 seasons hitting a place where we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, unfortunately, a little bit forced because of the things that were going on on their show. That's what I was just about to say. Is it is it a little penderish just because, like, black people are popping right now and, like, to be a person of color is, like, trendy? Right. I it's mean, a trendy topic right now. Well, that's kind of like all over Hollywood, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're looking at a reality television, which is just a segment of Hollywood, but that be it across the board, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, I think you, you saw it with Black Panther, like you watched a movie of a predominantly both directed cast and all of the, the, the crew members being Mm -hmm. of uh, being black people. And like, it became 
it, it like they won an Oscar for it and everyone wanted to be cool with Ryan Coogler. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And and I think that that like it's an awakening across the board and um, which is good, no mm-hmm. doubt. But, but you know, it's just, you're right, is it a bit of a pandering? But you know, uh, as black people, we got to take our wins and we can get That's it. what I'm saying. Like, yes, I will does. take it. And especially now that I'm seeing it on TV more, I now I'm noticing in retrospect how it was lacking so much before. I'm like, wow, there's so many black people in this show. There's so many, wow, look at this mixed couple on this commercial. And, and then I kind of realized, like, wow, like, I haven't seen that at all. Well, this it, is what America looks like. Right? It took shows like, I think, like, Shonda Rhimes and, like, Grey's Anatomy. Like, we were obsessed with Grey's Anatomy. Continue for so to be. Okay, I, one of I'm them. on my, I'm on the boat alone. You but, yeah. continue to stay on that boat. Yes. Some of us have jumped ship. But, like, yeah, I mean, for instance, things like that, it, it finally, kind of finally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, we, we would talk about that, about how, fine, like, this was a first in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. I wonder who's next. Like, now we're seeing people of color. Um, before that, or no, right right now, we're also seeing the LGBTQIA. Yeah. So I wonder who's next. Who's next to get their shine? Is it the transgenders? Is it going to be a different race? Like, there's so many levels of oppression. I wonder mm-hmm. who's going to break through next. Yeah. Well, I think a bit it is you're seeing, like, the Asian community. Like, again, we're talking about Hollywood, Crazy Rich Asians. I think that mm, opened an entire... Point avenue for asian americans to see themselves on screen and finally it was beyond just sandra O, who uh-huh. i love but like she was carrying hmm. of the entire community community yeah. oh, the entire oh, continent of asia shout out to maggie q Don't our about right my but like yeah but it was a very <laughs> small it was a very small community that like all of a sudden, I think expanded and again became cool. Yeah, yeah no doubt, for sure. Which is ridiculous that race becomes a cool thing, but yeah, mm, trendy motherfucker. Another topic. <laughs> so, well, it's good to see. Like we said, regardless, and uh, we'll I hope, we hope to see more of it happening on Bravo for sure. So, all right, well, we'll be right back. We're gonna jump into. We've got our own little game in in. In, you know, honor of Andy in all the ways. We've we've started to create our own little game. So we'll be back uh, to jump into that. And we're back with our last segment of today's show. So in episodes past, we've given out St. Andy Awards. Shout out to our main man. Always and forever. Andy Cohen. Again, the man that made... Us talking about shows that are constantly being talked about, appropriate and approved. I'm so happy about it. But anyways, um, today we are going to kind of switch it up and in his honor, do a game like he does on the Watch What Happens. And of course, we can't do without a punny name. Yes. But in honor of The Real Housewives of Dallas, Tiffany Moon invited the ladies to enjoy some dim sum and they went around asking some questions and sharing a little bit about themselves. So I figured we would kind of do that in a game called Dimmy Some of Them Questions. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they went around the room. I think they asked a handful of questions. We've narrowed it down to three. Um, I think they're pretty poignant for the cusp of 2020 going into 2021. They are a little deep, so I feel like we might, our listeners might get to the little note a little bit more about us. But yeah. 
We, Seems right. We literally took the questions that they talked about on Dallas. So our first question going around the room here, what are you struggling with right now? Start with a boy. We'll start with the boy. Nothing. I'm struggling with absolutely, maybe sleep. Besides that, nope. Struggling with absolutely nothing. That's a good problem. I am managing everything in my life. The ups, I mean the positives and negatives. I'm managing them all. So no, I'm not struggling with anything. Cool. What about you, Bree? <laughs> um, I am struggling with... Um, I don't know. I guess just still living in a pandemic, like, you know, pandemic life, not being able to go out to all the places that we want to go out. And this is very much a first world problem. Um, not being able to see all the people that we usually see, just kind of getting into this new normal is still kind of a struggle for me. I love it. I, I know got, you do. I got used to it the first week. They told me, hey, Desmond, go home. Don't come back. Just work from the house. Oh, <laughs> It's his dream. Talk about a struggle. I, not much has changed for me. I work from home beforehand. I continue to work from home. I've noticed my thing that I'm probably struggling a little bit is time management right now, Like, which is probably something I got on my report card even in like the second grade was like, Lauren has come home with uh, issues in her time management and she talks a lot. Accurate and still the case. So, uh, but just because... I share a workspace with my roommate currently. It I, We have a lot of noise and then it's all in the house. So I just feel like, I mean, which has always been the case, but I'm also getting ready to move. So I just feel like I'm all over the place recently and uh, I'm struggling with time management currently, which is... Oh, also always? Always? <laughs> okay. You know I'm always late to everything. You are, you are, but we love you anyway. Okay, second question. What is the most exciting thing that has happened this past year? We'll go in the same order. Desmond. Oh, this is a good question. Okay. So I purchased uh, Madden 21 on Xbox a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it was on sale from 100 bucks. I got it for... I'm kidding. I know. That's the I know. thing I'm that kidding. happened in 2020. I will say I that he was... engaged. He uh, he yes. Did. I asked this lovely young lady to spend the rest of her life with me. He did. That's my exciting thing, too. Well, and then they invited me to start a podcast. So that's super <laughs> exciting, too. Right, guys? Yes. Well, you were there for our exciting moment, too. It was. It was um, It was such a beautiful <laughs> day. I cried. I held clutched my chest. You had me clutching my pearls. I was crying. It was beautiful. I got to help him set it up. It was it's fun. It's awesome. Well, I will say that he was actually very excited when he got Madden because it was on sale like a lot. Well, I Thank don't you. strike Jeez. anybody down for appreciating a deal. Yeah. Man. Can't wait Absolutely. to wrap this up so I can go play now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tonight your... you got a birthday to celebrate. Who? Oh, it is your birthday. Uh -huh. My bad. I forgot that uh -huh. quick. So what is your, is your exciting thing? Podcasting? Podcasting is top notch. Okay. I also bought a house, which is like really actually probably that the best thing. But I, this has been, this is actually talking about time management. This has allowed me to focus at least one of my energies, which is Bravo watching. And yeah. so it's been fun. This has been, this has been fun. Yes. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite thing about yourself? Ooh. What is your favorite thing about yourself? There's so many. Mm. 
Mm, probably my killer instinct. You know, like when they said Kobe and Jordan had that it factor that made them so dangerous. If I was more athletic, if I was a couple inches taller, I'd be doing a little something in sports. You know what I mean? But no, like even when it comes to video games, I am super competitive. Yes, and I, yes. I, I feel like that competitive energy, uh, I sometimes it can be too much maybe. I don't know. I never think it is too much. But, you know, it drives you in more and more factors in life uh, rather than you know just competing against somebody. It, it plays into, uh, I would say, career-wise as well. You always want to be the best. You want to be better than the next person. Me personally, I've always wanted to be better than my coworkers, and I think that's why uh, I've succeeded. So my competitiveness okay he loves crushing the game he does yeah. all the game so my favorite thing is so have you heard of the enneagram test yes that, i've taken it that yeah. personality test i think i made you take it you did make me take it so i am an enneagram two which is the helper so factual dude. <laughs> so factual so like the more i get into enneagram like knowledge the more i understand like oh yes this is who i am and i think that is a favorite part of myself like i am a helper um it can make me a little um like crazy sometimes but um i don't know i think that is a that's a positive and so I think that could be my favorite thing. Absolutely. As someone who has been a friend of my Enneagram number two, <laughs> like, I, I think it's a beautiful quality. It's one of my favorite things about you. Oh, thanks. So, absolutely. Do you remember what your Enneagram is? Shit. Do you remember yours, Desmond? Oh, it's a six. You are a six. He's the loyalist. I think I'm a three and uh i also think it's like a three and a <laughs> okay so just let you guys we have a guest there's a guest sleeping on the floor oh she's dreaming and who's having crazy dreams right now oh this is funny <laughs> it's okay Oh, she's awake now, and I guess she's just still pissed at. I guess the dream really fucked her up. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, what is your favorite thing about yourself? Besides my luscious lips, uh, I would say probably. I mean, I, I, my sense of humor. I enjoy like making people laugh and having a good laugh, and uh, probably sometimes to my detriment, that is the case, because occasionally I don't take things seriously enough because of it, but um, I find it's probably like the most helpful. It's the thing I'm able to connect to people over with, and also to like help people in terms of feeling better. I don't know, it's usually the way I connect people is through like laughter and a joke and like kind of sharing that together. So you are one of my funniest friends. <sighs> Stop. When I told Desmond that I wanted you to do this with us, he was like, oh yes, LP's hilarious. Well, hopefully everyone else thinks. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Okay, so we've come to the end of our episode. Another good one. Um, so thank you all for listening. If you aren't already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Boy Meets Bravo. Next week, maybe we'll let Desmond choose where, what we watch next week too. That worked out. What do you think? Hmm. Has to be on Bravo. This the show. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. I guess we'll watch some, uh, I don't know, Upper Deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
one for Jack indeed. Well, you got to be able to check back in with your girls. You know, we got to know what Jen's doing. And oh hell yeah, you know I got to see what Jen's doing. That's my girl. Yes, yeah. love her. But maybe we should go above deck and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. I gotta see Kirko. Kiko. Keep damn it. Sorry, <laughs> Kiko. I, no disrespect, bro. Thank Unfortunately, you so much. he made nachos on the. Uh, like, I like for, nachos. Yeah, but it's not like. Not when you're spending tens of thousands of dollars on a yacht. It didn't fly. He he doesn't understand the, the ways of America yet. You know, <laughs> that he, actually he doesn't understand that nachos was like a lower class dish. Yeah. Yeah, he made nachos and some other things that. Well, nothing is worse than Mila. Do you remember? I do. No, no, not her. Oh. Another chef. Who also made nachos, but in a far less impressive way. Yeah. Yo, and how unattractive is a nickname Bugs? <laughs> Come on, yo. Who oh, gave whoa, that? he has been watching. Proud Ugh. of you. Proud of you. Wow. Bugs. Mm. Okay, maybe Below Deck is the move next week. All right, y'all. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.